0: I told my wife the other day, I was like, I almost feel bad about not bringing you and the kids. And she's like, I know it. I said, You didn't hear me. Almost. Almost. So much.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Stand Up, Stand Up, presented by IT Misfits, where tech, professionals, and comedy intersect daily in your new favorite stand up meeting. Each episode has two parts. A roundtable discussion on an IT topic, and then an open-source open mic, where each comic shares or works on a stand-up comedy bit until the end of the week when we perform our final crafted bit. Just like any good stand-up meeting, we try to make these quick and valuable. Hopefully, this brings a smile to your day, gives you something to think about, and gives you something funny you can share with other IT professionals. I'm joined today by my fellow misfit, Tim Stevens. I'm Jerry Black. Let's get into it. The topic for this week is Google's Project Oxygen. And I was just thinking, hopefully we don't get in trouble for trademark here. But anyways, uh, (laughs) it's Project Oxygen, Google's Project Oxygen. I think they made it open source and public. Um, And that is the initiative that they undertook to dig into what makes a good manager, what makes a good leader at their organization. And they came up with a number of you know, sort of high level topics that are important. Uh, last uh, last time we met, we, had ta- we covered a few of them. Today we're going to cover um, an item that is be productive and results oriented. Focus on achieving goals and delivering results uh, while maintaining a balance between um quality and quantity of work so I think from a manager's perspective and and having been in this uh in this side of the business for you know for some time now that um really that being results oriented to me means um it if I, I guess I always look at it and say if if you tell somebody I need you to dig a trench from here to here, and they uh, start to dig the trench, um, they and and you tell them it needed to be done by by you know Tuesday, and ultimately and, and here's your budget. And ultimately, they go rent a backhoe and they dig the trench in five minutes versus uh, they they instead of using that budget to hire ten people uh, that would have taken a day or whatever, then you you'd kind of say, well, you know, I'm, yeah, I mean, you achieved what I wanted you to achieve. So I'm more interested in the results than I am about how you got there. And then in that same breath, you still need to take into account the, uh, the, how you got there does matter a little bit. You've got to give people the sort of the, what I always called guardrails to make sure that they aren't doing something that is, you know, completely inappropriate. And obviously, You know you're within legality within 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 all of those things are you know somebody says well you just you told me i needed to get it done so this is what i did and you know uh, a a good example of of how that could go poorly was uh, domino's 30 minutes or less you get it free uh pizza special way back that's back in the probably the late 80s early 90s domino said hey if you if you order a pizza delivery from us and you don't get it in 30 minutes it's free you know, their drivers took that into, I'm sure, took that into account and were driving um, not as safely as they probably should. And then, you know, people, I think, also tried to abuse it and tried to make it, you know, game the system so they get free pizza. But that's that's an example of, yeah, you know, I know it was supposed to get there in 30 minutes or less, or they got it free, but that didn't mean drive crazy. That didn't mean endanger yourself or others. So there's, you know, you got to worry about parameters, but, but overall, letting a team figure out how they want to get somewhere really goes back to that empowerment uh, from, from previous, that if you're going to empower people, that really does mean giving them the results you want, the parameters that they can work within, and then letting them go do it. And I really am always amazed at how much better uh, the outcome is when the team that's doing it is getting to make those decisions. I think for me, uh, as I'm listening to you, Jerry, I'm thinking back
0: to my days in the military as an officer. And this wasn't too long ago. Uh, I went through about 13 years of military uh, active duty assignments. And after that, I transitioned to the National Guard and went through training to become an officer. In my training to become an officer, what they taught us is to be very clear and concise about your direction to your. Your men or women that serve underneath you. But what they also taught us is at the low levels, and I'm going to call it the low levels, but not a, in a, you know, a more of a demeaning way, but our young soldiers that I find in the in my ranks, I had a platoon of 26, is not only be clear and concise, but give them step by step by step instructions on how to do something. And that was beat into my head as well as the other candidates that were going through officer school which we all know that, yeah, in the military, there's a place for that because if someone doesn't do something right and it's dangerous and it presents danger, people around them could get hurt, they could get hurt, there could be damage to equipment. So that's a very different environment, a very controlled environment. But we all know that that does not serve us as leaders in in the civilian world, in IT specifically. Jerry's right, if you have a task that you need to get done, you do need to figure out your kind of left and right limits, the stipulations, the guardrails, what considerations, what are the implications of doing whatever to get to the end of that. You've got to make sure that's you know mentioned um, and reiterated and emphasized. So you're not setting them up for failure and yourself, but do not as a leader, do not tell your team how to do something completely tell them what needs to happen and then by when give them the stipulations and considerations and then step back step back give them the opportunity to grow to think maybe they get to the end and they're not using they don't they don't get there exactly the way that you would have or maybe they get to the end and they miss one two three things well great you're going to grab them by the arm and you're going to go back and you're going to start over and say hey here are the one two three Three things that you missed. Let's talk about it. It was an oversight. Tell me where your head was at, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. Yes, that's more work, but we don't want to we don't want to teach our people how to think, or what to think, rather. We want to teach them how to think. Yeah, right. We want to train. So as a leader, find two to three things that you really want to in. Put in your team's day-to-day as a principle. Every two to three things. Okay. And one of the things that I like that I love that I stole and it's not mine, but I wish I had come up with it myself is fail forward. Fail forward and fail often. Get your team members to feel safe, to be okay, to to experiment, to especially in IT, to fail. Be okay with that failure. Fail forward though. Don't keep failing at the same thing in the same way. But fail forward. Pick two to three things. Beat the drum about those two to three things. Make sure you put a lot of thought into what those two to three things are and continue to just repeat yourself over and over and over again, at least seven times.
1: But I'm going to stop there, Jerry. I want to give you back the microphone. All right. Um, yeah, that's, that's great insight. We do have communication is uh, is obviously is not obviously, but it's one of the things that a project oxygen that I think you're you're hitting on there. On the being results oriented, something that you you started there uh, when you're talking about your military service is the you know there is clearly a difference between the way we we I think you approach leadership at least what I've heard I was not in the military but uh, when you're leading uh, leading troops and really thinking about the the severity of of leadership in the military versus leadership in the civilian world, but When you talk about achieving goals, delivering results, in order to do that, in either instance, if the team doesn't know what the goal is, if you're not really clear and concise on what you want them to do, then you're not going to be able to have them achieve it. And you also can't unburden yourself of that objective and hope that somehow that your team's going to be able to to get it done you have to be very clear as a leader and in IT this actually can be really i think is really one of our bigger challenges is the what is the objective what are we trying to achieve what does what does this project executed perfectly look like when it's done and if you yeah. take that and 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 i do this with the team so it's something that we develop together well, I don't know. You know, the, the the phone system working for the customer. Okay, but what does that mean? Well, who's the customer? What does? And and a lot of the time, then it'll be well, the customer is this person. Well, yeah, but isn't it also this person? Yeah. Okay. Well, from their perspectives, what does success look like from their perspectives? Oh, well, this person they would want limited downtime, but this person wants to be sure that the agents all are uh, trained. Okay. So we would want a perfectly, you know, a perfect in the future, the way this works, this person's super happy because we had no downtime and this person's super happy because all the agents were trained and this person's super happy and, 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 but you de- you develop that vision, but you're developing it as a team on what that objective is. And if you can clearly see it and the team clearly sees it, and then you repeat it and, and you go over it often enough, it is so much easier than to say, okay, then what do we need to do to get there? And now you are empowered to go figure out how to do that first step with these parameters and with that vision in mind. I think when you can do that, even on smaller projects, you get so much more buy-in and you get so much more of your team going, yeah, okay, I get it, right? I get it. I understand why we're doing it. I'm kind of excited about it. I get to decide all these, you know, these things on my own. I get to, to, you know, sort of sail my own ship. And can you get it done by a certain period of time? Absolutely. Awesome. Great. Let's move forward. You've got that by the end of next week. Let me know. And I do love daily standups for this. Uh, and what did you achieve yet? You know, what did you achieve yesterday? What are you working on today? And what hurdles do you have 15 minutes in the morning, your team just clicks better and things move forward better when you, when you're able to, to do that. 100%. 100%, love it, love it. All right, so we are now going to shift over into the open source comedy side of the world. This one's been a little bit more serious, but I do get, I get, I, I kind of get passionate about the the leadership side of the world. So, um, do you have anything that you have prepared? Do you want to do a minute?
0: Uh, I'm at the Opryland this this week All attending right. this uh, this leadership summit. So, anyway, like, I get to the front desk. And it was uh, a fellow behind the desk, super nice, but very bland, like very monotone. We got to the end of getting checked in, and he's like, "Do you need a luggage boy?" And that's the term he used. "Do you need a luggage boy to help you take your luggage to your room?" Now, like, you know, and he paused for a second. I was almost insulted. I'm like, "Look at me. Do I look like I need someone to take me to my room?" <laughs> and he kind of laughed. I was like, "What are you laughing at?" And I was a little tired uh, and irritable from the flight. he's like ah and then he hands me my room card he's like his whole voice changed it was the indian fellow his whole voice changed from just a normal voice to kind of this evil voice and he says welcome to hell <laughs> and I, I just pause i'm like i don't think i heard what i heard i'm gonna pretend like i didn't hear that oh like, what, that me? what to, welcome to hell what a way to greet your guests I was like, I'm not going to let that guy ruin my week. So I start, I pull out the map he gave me, which was horrible, by the way, his instructions. And then I start walking, and then I'm walking, and then I'm walking, and then I'm walking some more. And then it it really dawned on me what he meant by welcome to hell. It took me 45 minutes to get to my room. Oh, my god! not because of the distance. Is because the way this place is arranged, and I don't have a map to show you guys. Not that you could see it anyway if you're listening to the audio of this. I am in hell. I am in hell. And I wasn't the only one. I was wondering why everybody around me walking to into the rooms, looked a little pissed. A little, this place a little frustrated. monstrosity. Yeah. So I ordered room service last night. I am one of those guys that actually waited till the last minute. So room service closed at 11. I called in at 10.30. Kind of felt bad. Ordered my food. They told me they'd be there in 25, 30 minutes. And then I just happened to look at my wallet and realize I don't have any cash. How am I going to tip this person? Especially this person that's coming up here almost at 11 o'clock at night, right before they close. i probably stopped them from cleaning their kitchen completely. They're probably pissed. So let me find some money. So I find a gift card, a vanilla gift card. And I didn't know what the amount was. I figured it was $25. I'll feel good because I'll have food and he'll feel good because he you know, made a little money. There's a knock on the door a few minutes later. The guy is there with my food. I open the door and he hands it to me and I take my food. And then I hand him the gift card and he says, no, I can't take that. I was like, I want you to have this. I want you to have this, and he said no. And his name was Chad. He didn't look like a Chad, but his name was Chad. So I gave him the gift card. He's like, "Sir, I can't have this. Just add more money to your bill, and it'll come to me." I was like, "Why don't you want the gift card?" He's good, sir. I don't know what this is, and I don't know if there's even money on it. i <laughs> <So consulted. laughs> I slammed the door on this guy. is very and it, this is a wonderful. I've made these jokes, but this is a wonderful hotel. A wonderful hotel. It's an awesome experience. I told my wife the other day. I was like. I almost feel bad about not bringing you and the kids. And she's like, I know it. I said, you didn't hear me. Almost, almost. So. <laughs> it,
1: there's so much
0: that I I don't appreciate fully that they would just get a kick out of.
1: That's I mean, awesome, dude. You didn't hear me right. I said almost. Almost. Oh, that's classic right there. All right. Well, uh, thank you, uh, Tim. Uh, That's the end of the meeting for the day. Thank you all so much for sharing. What are you doing?
0: (laughs) What? Why are you so focused on me? (laughs) You can't blame me. What? You can't see anything. Oh, can't. Yeah. <laughs> you can't blame me later when you, you're listening to this or watching the video and say, man, Tim, you're just distracted. I was like, you can ignore what I'm doing. I put myself on mute and yelled at the housekeeper. All right. All right. I, I, I'm going to I'm gonna scratch my ass. I'm going to scratch my ass.